Next on the Tee in Season 2, Episode 5 of Grow the Grind. Live from the Arnold Palmer Cup, the international coaching duo, Coach Mikkel Burke-Andreessen, who is the assistant coach of the Baylor Bears, and Coach Diana Cantu, the newly appointed head coach of the Tennessee Lady Vols. We did have some time restrictions when it came to our podcast with the coaches and the international and the United States squads, which, which is unfortunate because typically we like to get about an hour in with these individuals because they've got so much to offer. Both Mikkel and Diana ran out into a golf cart. As soon as they finished up, they were out on the course with their international team supporting and, and working uh, alongside the players. So uh, we do appreciate the time that we had with them. And it wasn't exactly how we wanted it to go, but we loved it anyways. Now, to be fair to us, we did walk into day one without a full commitment from either the U.S. or the international teams. So we weren't really sure who would be joining us. And that became clear in the first few minutes of this pod. A day or so before the event, Coach Cantu accepted a head coach job in Knoxville, and it really wasn't even announced publicly yet. Yeah, so I guess we kind of broke that story in a way. A little late, of course, but still to us, we walked in with, you know, a handful of printouts on all of our coaches, all of our players. Uh, the day before, we actually had seen Maryland license plates and stickers, and I, I, her future fiancé was wearing Terps gear, so... It was okay, and it worked out. We, we figured some things out along the way with both the, both these coaches, and uh, it was actually something we can look back and laugh at when we visit Coach in, in Tennessee someday. It'll be a great story. I have no doubt that Coach McHale will be leading his own program someday and that Tennessee women's golf will be on the rise. Sit back and enjoy Episode 5 of Grow the Grind. Okay, we are live with the international coaching duo coach Mikel, coach diana can you please give us a quick intro here on the names because we are we're not real smooth and we're not real prepared right now i thought you did a pretty good job Mikel, Mikel bjork and Dreesen. from our favorite texas collegiate golf squad that's right baylor bears baby yeah and diana used to coach at baylor as well so uh we have a an extra connection but diana's doing big things now she is over at maryland you could say that terps Yes, I was I was with the Terps for seven years, and actually, what two two three days ago, um, it was announced that I'll be the new, the next head coach at the University of Tennessee. Huge stuff. It's my alma mater, so is it really? Are we excited about that? We were in Knoxville, I would say about a year ago, and we were spending some time on the old uh, ice rink there in downtown Knoxville. It was beautiful. <sighs> It's pretty, yeah. Right it's, on the river. It's really changed a lot since I went to school there. It's just an awesome place now. Like downtown, I mean, it's just been rejuvenated. How did we not, we didn't get that memo. Yeah. That's two days two days old, that news? Yeah, sorry. That's, huh. the, that's huge news. That's big How'd you news. guys miss that? Allie, I don't know. How'd you miss Allie, that? Allie, where are you at with that? <laughs> okay. Um, we're really happy to be here at Rich Harvest Farms. Um, Allie, we're what, about 20 minutes from here? What do you think of this minutes, location? I would say. It was a very quick drive. And uh, the cup so far is going uh, off the first tee. I think all groups are out at this point. Two more. We two, got more two more groups. And you guys have quite a bit of work ahead of you today. Yeah, so, so. It's just our work is to be the best cheerleaders out here. Is that yeah. fun, though? Yes. Oh, you? my gosh. I mean, I have been looking forward to this since the women got in, you know, introduced to this event. And I'm like, I need to be there. I, it would be such an incredible experience. And then doing it with Mikkel, I've known him since 2010, right. 2011. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty really special. cool. Yeah. yeah. So 
Our, and really then fun. our other big job today is to recruit Allie to be on the international squad. <laughs> How are we going to work that out? I, mean, I don't she, know. I, we'll do the paperwork. somewhat Polish, maybe. And I, guess I like that. We can work that angle. We'll I, go I, with I Polish. Know. We'll take it. But <laughs> this, uh, you don't need to recruit for this international squad. You guys are loaded. You've been yeah. loaded for like yeah. three years. You're clearly the favorites. It took every... I tried to... Yeah, you're nodding because you don't want me to set the stage here <laughs> and for disappointment. But you guys are very good. Um, we are. And... Uh, Allie and I were thinking about wearing red, white, and blue today, but out of respect to you guys, yeah, we knew we were going to sit down. There was no way we were going to be that biased. How about just red and white tomorrow, Allie? Do the Polish thing. Okay. And then in a few years, you know, <laughs> you six years or so, we'll, we'll play play here. Okay. We can, yeah. try, we can start that we can process. Try. I played we'll basketball try. in Luxembourg for a little while, so I might have a contact out there. I don't think there's many Luxembourgish golfers. No, but whatever it is, we'll take it. Uh, your background a little bit, Mikkel. Where where'd you grow up playing um, golf? Yeah, just uh, I'm from Oslo, Norway, so I uh, wasn't a huge golfer. Uh, played, you know, just a few times each year. I was more of a skier. Is this true? Yeah, and I did biathlon until I was 15, um, and so that's uh, still really close to my heart. But got the golf bug. Me and my brother started playing a lot. And at what age? Uh, well, we started when I was pretty young, like seven, eight, but I was like a 26 handicap at 14. So, and then we went all in and, uh, got a lot better quickly cause we just loved it. And we had to get yeah. a lot better within three years, right? Yeah. But we got after it. It was love golf. It's so fun. Coach so. Cantu, you heard anything like this before? I it's, mean, that's, it doesn't that's a, happen that often, no. but he's, he's athletic, right? He did a lot of sports, so. Good yeah. frame, 6'5". Well, yeah, lean. But I never made it to the Palmer Cup, so I wasn't uh, quite that good. But I was fortunate to come to Baylor. Awesome experience. Baylor's such a special place, um, and I'm super thankful to be back as a coach. So four years of college golf. For anybody listening, wanting to play college golf, it's the best thing in the world. So, um, What do you love about it? That golf turns into a team thing. Um, I think you, you know, you make some bonds that that last a lifetime. That that's probably the most special thing. Coach, mm-hmm. you, and I, and I'd say especially for international players, like we we can never even imagine what the experience is like until you get to campus, mm-hmm. because athletics is not nearly as big, you know, in other countries as it is in the U.S. And you kind of try to imagine what it's like, but the support, just you know, both on the course and academically like they want you to be successful and they'll do whatever it takes to help you to do that and and you can talk to international players and they're like i can't play and study in a university at the same level and the same um i guess engagement and you know dedication and so you know that for internationals is huge not only you know that's from our experience and our perspective of course yeah we don't have that opportunity it's different but yeah it's it's incredible what you have here yeah we found that uh this little girl named bella simones she's a star she's uh, a world champion in the like seven and under class right really little go- brazilian golfer my little daughter lucy's competitive she's good too and Very competitive. so we went to texas for the texas open over at horseshoe bay which you probably yeah, yeah, have yeah. a feel for yeah. for horseshoe bay and we got our first experience seeing bella play and it was ridiculous. She shot 30 day one and was like seven or six under on the seventh hole. So she was looking at, she was staring at a 59, is eight year old girl. Now granted, she's driving a lot of the greens, but she's making a ton of putts and she's completely composed. So I talked to Rodrigo for a little while and said like, well, what's your deal? He's like, we well, you have to be here. He said, like, you don't understand in Brazil, 
we don't have any opportunities at all. So we come to Florida and we stay here. Now it's turning into we come to Florida and now we're going to live here because we want it for our daughter. Mm-hmm. So your story is doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. I actually don't want to even hear it anymore because it infuriates probably 90% of our view- listeners. That's think, not true. That's not true. You, it's amazing to me that you can get as good as you got in this short in a short period of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah but you, you get fortunate too, you know? Like it was uh, coming to Baylor was a was a, the luckiest thing that has happened to me. So, But you have and, to be skilled to get that kind no, of luck, No, yeah, for right? sure. But that's the same for all the college golfers. I mean, you'll see if you play college golf or you want to play college golf one day, it is the best experience that you can have can't in wait. life. And everyone that does it, that that everyone that at? plays, that, so, yeah, that so is so lucky. How about, college golf, I'm, I want to be there. So how about you? I love that. Your background growing up playing golf. I come from a third-generation golfing family and uh, started playing golf when I was little. My older brother played, and I was too young, and I was so bored watching him and going to tournaments that I just kind of grabbed the club, and then I was the one that kept playing, and he stopped mm-hmm. uh but and just it took you over it did it did and and um yeah started playing in the eight and ten year old um gr- age group as a seven year old 18 holes carrying my bag so it was it was a lot back then but just loved it and and was able to be really competitive growing up and with the mexican national team and and had great opportunities and being from the north of mexico i was able to go to texas a lot mm. and try to get some exposure and you know whatever like the junior world championship and things like that try to try to get there as much as i could and um yeah i got recruited to play at tennessee and life-changing opportunity i mean i never thought i'd leave my country and then you know i've been here for 15 years yeah you're not stuck it's it's great that you're here but you miss Mm -hmm. home i'm sure and i'm sure it's the same for you you never really when you looked at your life growing up you never thought that this would be where it takes place. And I'm sure you have ambition to go back and, and be with family. And it's, it's I got to imagine Mexican culture is very similar to my friend in Spain who just, his wife's here and it's just very, very difficult for her. Um, and so the golf makes it better. And the new family that you're creating and the family that you're now leaving from Maryland that will always be with you, right, um, is a special part of why I think home still feels closer. So what are those relationships like for you as a, as a head coach with all these great women that you now get to have close to your heart for the rest of your life? Yeah, and I actually get emotional about this, talking about it, just because I am far from home and I kind of understand what they're going through. We really make make it a, you know, a point to be our family, right, mm-hmm. and really lean on each other and be there for one another and, and embrace our differences, um, not only cultural language, you know, just just everything that we're used to, right? And so we kind of laugh about it, but also are brought together from it and uh, just really try to take outside golf moments to just come closer from like a dessert competition or like just just really different things that are going to help us understand each other more and where we come from. Um, I think it's huge. And and when they see the investment that I have mm-hmm. in that, in that team and in that group, because they, you know, I see them as my family, I think it really, really works out. I kind of felt that just, just based on your spirit immediately meeting you very briefly, it's clear to me that you have something, an aura about you that would, I think young athletes would be drawn to. So I would imagine Tennessee is going to be on the up. What do you think? 100%. Right? Deanna's amazing. Yeah. And, 100%. And, and what's Baylor like? Baylor's uh, the place to be. Uh, <laughs> it's home for, you know, I, I'm from Norway and you you speaking about 
missing home and stuff definitely do you know i'm a huge uh, skier and outdoor nut and miss my family there but i have a family the texas slopes uh, how's, this, how's the powder how's the powder in they're Texas? gentle and small and dry uh <laughs> but i have a young family here and um love love that and college golf is is in the united states so we love being here um but it's it's the same you know baylor's home for us and, and my family so it's pretty special um we have the same dynamic that diana's talking about and uh we feel at home and we feel safe so it's great Recruiting is something that all junior golfers think about and parents think about too. How do we get it right? Any tips and what do you look for in players you recruit besides insane low scoring averages? <laughs> scores uh, scores are good. Uh, I would give you this tidbit. Be yourself. And if you, if you are the recruit, make the calls to the coaches. Don't have your parents call. If you're the parent, let your kid call. And, and let them be the engine for the recruiting. We want to get to know the kids. Um, and just be yourself. I mean, we're just trying to get to know the recruits because like Diana said, like I said, we're trying to build a family atmosphere. And uh, the most important choice you make in recruiting is who you're surrounding yourself with. It's not the facilities, it's not, you know, Big 12, Big 10, whatever it is. It's um, it's the people you want to be around every day. So be yourself and reach out, spend time on the phone. And I'd say, you know, insanely low scores, it's just a part of it, right? It's a big mm -hmm. puzzle that we try to put together. And, and of course, that will catch our attention. But I'm big on like, I can, there's stuff that you can't teach person yeah. right like the character and values and you can make someone's game better if they're open and, co and coachable so i think also really really learning about the kids character and what they want and their goals and do they do they want to have a growth mindset and continue yeah. to get better instead of like i kind of know it all you know and i if i were a player i wouldn't want that from my coach either right a coach that thinks they know they know it all um i just see it as like we're both growing together right mm -hmm. and learning from each other and i think that um just really taking that time to know the kid and to know the coach because it's such an important time of your life right so mm -hmm. i'd say the scores obviously catch our attention but they're at the end of the the day they're just one small part of the entire thing and yeah. the decision Yeah, I um, I love all that. I think I heard a story one time from a dad that said that he had, he had one of the top recruits, or he thought he was going to be one of the top recruits in the country, and uh, he had a couple schools that he was really interested in going to, and that he thought he'd be a shoo-in for, for at least some interest and some attention. And they never once reached out to him, but he never reached out to them. And through like the channels i i got that it, some of the some of these schools want to hear from players and they want the players to say coach i want to play for you i want to go to tennessee how important is that for you it's big right and like michael said we want to hear it from the player right mm -hmm. we want to hear from them because we are going to be with them on a day-to-day -day basis but your inboxes are full they are it is yeah, they're but full How do you even get through that spam? I'm uh, being disrespectful. It's not <laughs> spam. But how do you get through that inbox? And I know we're short on time, but maybe we can just kind of wrap up no, with this. We're good. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, you, you try and find the connection, right? So uh, does the player 
perform at the level that we need. I mean, that's the first qualifier. We, we need good players, right, to be competitive. But then beyond that, you look for things. You, you try and see them when they play. You know, how do they treat their parents? How do they treat their playing partners? How are they competing? Are they competitive? Are they fiery? Are they gritty? Are, is, are those things that you're looking for? And then you see, hey, this kid might fit in. And then you might reach out to them or, or you might be more inclined to reply to the email that you got from that player or whatever. Uh, but some coaches reply to all the emails as well, such as my boss. And maybe I shouldn't say that on the podcast because no, he'll, okay. he'll give more, more emails to his inbox. But he replies to every recruit. Um, and I think that's probably the right way to do it. But that more sincere interest probably comes after the coaches have seen you play and kind of see how you handle things. How do you handle your inbox? Yeah, I, I try to do the same. I try to get back to everybody. It's it's tough. I won't I won't lie. It's it's tough to get back to everybody, but I I think he brings out a great point. I think also it would really help juniors to like be savvy on what they're sending, right? Like sometimes it's just just like we need to learn a change with the new generation and what attracts and catches their eye, they got to do the same with us. I mean, if they know we're getting tons of emails what's what is your email going to be different about like what is going to make me want to pay more attention to it and sometimes them being long and just wordy and it, I, I, there's not that much time right mm-hmm. so catch our attention on bullet points on on things of, from your experience and experience and what you want and your scores and uh, upcoming tournaments things like that that it's not too long and not too busy you know same thing mm-hmm. that if we send something to you guys it's got to be catchy so I'd, I'd say just kind of pay attention to that and really, you know, fine tune your emails so that they can get more attention from us. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, we know you're super busy. Can so, I ask you a question, Allie? Sure. What's, what's your favorite thing about golf? Um, probably my favorite thing is when you work hard and then how that hard work pays off. It's just really just fun to see it pay off. So yeah, that's it's cool. And that's some, that's a trait you take forever, right? Outside of golf, too. Yeah, I mean, true. If you're that's feeling true. that now, how awesome is that for your future? Yeah. It's Good answer. All right, get out on the course. Yeah. Who are you going <laughs> to watch? Who are you going to watch? What you, who needs your attention, Mikkel? Somebody um, is in need of you right I mean, now. gosh, we're so low maintenance. I mean, the, the kids are incredible. Uh, we're going to just watch wherever the fist pumps are flying. Okay. Yeah. Get a, go there. pretend that you're, you know, the, the reason. We'll, we'll for those watch our, our future Polish golfer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she might be more Irish than Polish. We're absolute mutts. So gotta go look at that family tree. I guess get, we get need to dig out. a little deeper into seeing how we can finagle our way into the international squad. Yeah. But for now, we're gonna let you guys go. Thanks, Thanks. again oh, for your this time. Was awesome. We wish we had more time to prep. We wish we had more time to really sit down and, and get into this because we didn't even talk about practice. We didn't even talk about all the things that we like to talk about yeah. in growing the grind, and inspiring people to work harder and understand that that hard work can come without burnout and a lot of people can't figure that out and so that's kind of our message um so maybe one day down the road you know we'll, we'll show up at baylor's front door and you'll open it and say okay i'll give you a full hour or tennessee now that we know because we love knoxville and we're morons for saying maryland we uh we would be very happy to come and see if we can uh you know get get a little bit more out of you Love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Can, can I do a shameless plug for? Uh, Please talk a, about your podcast. Yeah, it's a what co- is it? Coach McGraw. I'm helping Coach McGraw run a podcast. Me and Coach McGraw do it at Baylor, and it's called Better Than I Found It podcast. It seems like it aligns very well with what you guys are doing. Yeah, so. Better Than I Found It. Yeah. All right. 
And always remember, golf is great, the grind makes it greater. Good luck, guys. Love that. Thank you. Thank you.